Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. I didn't do the personal training today at TrueMav. I took one of the group classes with our guy, Worth Campbell, a 7 a.m. upper body workout. You can try that workout yourself for free as a Middle Tennessee resident when you go to TrueMavFitness.com. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports app. Plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they will match your first bet up to $250. A2Z in the Superbook Sports app is how you can start winning today. So we uh, went to St. Thomas Sports Park. Radio show uh, starts at 10, so Mike Vrabel at 11.30. I was like, all right, we got to figure out a way for me to be down there to cover this press conference because, you know, unless they make the Super Bowl this year, this is probably the most important press conference that they'll have all season, introducing DeAndre Hopkins. So I said, I, I talked to my program director at the radio station, Paul Mason. I said, Paul, if there's anything that you can do to help me get down there, I'm pretty sure we're going to carry both these press conferences anyway. So if you can let me scoot down there and uh, report back live on the radio show via Zoom so I can cover the Hopkins press conference and try and learn a little more by being up close and personal, I would greatly appreciate it. And fortunately for me, they were able to accommodate that. And Lucas and uh, I believe Joseph helped him out today to make all that possible. So we started the Mike Vrabel press conference on the radio show. I zipped down to uh, Ascension St. Thomas. Fortunately, it's only like 10 minutes from the radio studio. Got there in time for the second half of Rabel's press conference and uh, listened to the first half in the car on my own radio show while I was driving before DeAndre Hopkins took the podium. And there was a lot of different ground that we covered with both of those two individuals. Um, Now, DeAndre Hopkins won't be available for the first couple of days at camp. Apparently, he's got excused absences going on. Uh, He said he opened his press conference by saying, by thanking Mike Rabel for allowing him to have a couple of days to kind of get himself together as he probably transitions, you know, his life here to Tennessee for at least the next uh, the next couple of months. And so uh, on top of all the other things that we talked about, logistics and camp and position battles, which we'll touch on later on, DeAndre Hopkins shed a little more light on what it was that brought him or what most brought him to Tennessee. So that, I think, is where I would like to start based on the Hopkins press conference today. What was the best thing that you heard? from DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins press conference, his introductory press conference as a Titan. We'll talk about it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take, which we are getting ready to do, is made possible by the wonderful people at Two Rivers Ford. Ford F-150s, they've got all manner of F-150s ready for you to come check out and test drive on the lot. They are one of the top performing F-150 dealerships in the state of Tennessee for the last 40 years. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, what was the best thing that you heard from DeAndre Hopkins today? On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, Wasn't it Tim Kelly mostly the reason why, says John Vargas? Well, I'm sure that you could interpret that in a variety of different ways. Uh, That is not how I interpreted it, although I do think that relationships played a part there. Uh, Jordan Tippett says he loves King Henry. And then again, why wouldn't he? He did. He was asked specifically about how big a a factor Derrick Henry was in uh, attracting him to Tennessee. And then I had a follow-up for him about, you know, kind of the state of the running back position, which I thought he, 
you know, I thought he was uh, he was in line. Uh, he was in line with the uh, with obviously his teammates, his fellow uh, NFL football players, and trying to get what they're worth. He said, you know, basically that he can only go out there and do his job, but he certainly wasn't a fan of what's happening with the running back marketplace right now, and understandably so. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of where they're at at this point. Uh, John Vargas says, I didn't see the press conference. That's why it was going off an old report. Oh, was it the old report that was used, uh, that was using fake quotes like pretty boy Kelly, um, that, uh, our dear friend and colleague, Paul Kaharski texted a number that he thought was Deandre Hopkins. That wasn't Deandre Hopkins. And whoever was on the other side of that text took him for a bit of a ride. So, uh, yes, John, I would say again, do a little, just a little bit more discerning and, uh, vetting. Um, then, uh, that would, uh, because you would of course have seen that that was a, uh, a false report that Paul put out a correction to that effect. Anyway, um, what was the best thing that I heard from DeAndre Hopkins press conference today? Well, it was probably, uh, it was probably the idea on a couple of different fronts that relationships is ultimately what brought him here. Um, and you know, money matters. Money is ultimately what brought him here, but on top of the money, relationships, trust in the people around him, trust in the people who he knows are going to put him in position to succeed and trust in the track record that this particular franchise has had under the current coaching staff. DeAndre Hopkins values his relationship with Mike Vrabel. That was something he spoke to earlier today. In situations. Oh, that helps a lot, especially someone in my situation going to year 11. Uh, I wanted to be somewhere around people that I'm comfortable with. Uh, Vrabel and I... You know, we've always kept communication over the years. Uh, when I was, first got to Arizona, he was one of the first coaches to congratulate me and was one of the first coaches to criticize a, a bad game that I had as well. It wasn't my coach, and that's what I respect about uh, Brady. So, like, he texted you to tell you about that game? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he asked me why I didn't catch a ball that I should have caught. <laughs> Was that your first reaction? You appreciated it, or did it take a while to No, I appreciate that right away because that's how he was in Houston with me. Uh, you know, it's, it's right on par for Vrabel, right? Uh, congratulates you on, you know, the, the opportunity that he got in, in Arizona after he was, uh, unceremoniously traded away from the Houston Texans, um, because they had of course been together in Houston for a couple of years. And then, you know, was very quick to turn around and criticize him from afar while probably watching Cardinals tape or watching a, a Cardinals game that he happened to catch about a pass that he felt that DeAndre Hopkins should have caught. It's uh, it's very on, on brand for Mike Vrabel. And it's something that, you know, I think is we talk about an asset that Mike Vrabel is. Um, I think that, uh, I think that when you look at the, uh, I think that when you look at the circumstance of, you know, who Vrabel comes, comes into contact with and, how much the idea um, that he played in the league and can relate to these guys and their circumstances as active NFL players does clearly matter. And and Mike, I think, does prioritize in a way the ability to build those relationships first. Now, there's only so many guys he can build true relationships with on a 90-man roster during training camp and all these different things. But he does seem to make it a priority uh, as best he can. And you know, he's uh, he's a shit talker, right? Mike Vrabel likes to talk shit. <laughs> and most football players do as well. And the idea that he's just as comfortable sending congratulatory texts as he is sending criti- uh, constructive criticism, shall we call them, 
uh, via text is always something that I think you uh, you uh, can appreciate about Mike. He's relatable, right? It's why Patrick Mahomes liked the experience. Patrick Mahomes wired for sound at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't think it was this past Pro Bowl, maybe two years ago. Um, coming off the 2021 season, right? Because it was both the uh, the number one seed coaching staffs, the Packers and the Titans coaching in the Pro Bowl that year. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes wired for sound, talked about how, you know, you could tell why guys like playing for Vrabel. Aaron Rodgers has talked about this, just enjoying Mike Vrabel's company and presence um, when they play in those celebrity golf tournaments at Lake Tahoe every summer. So this is something that Mike Vrabel has done consistently. It's something that mattered here. And it, you know, even when Mike tells us at a press conference, and you guys might remember this quote, at some point we asked him, I think, you know, whether it was in free agency, prior to free agency, whether it was prior or around the draft, whether it was during uh, spring work that they got in with voluntary or mandatory minicamp. He, he, I can't remember exactly the date or the time period that he told us that basically he wasn't in the business of selling free agents on the idea of, of playing for the Tennessee Titans. He said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but you first and foremost start with, do you want to be here? And then we can move forward from there. And if you don't want to be here, that's fine. We just have to establish that ground rule first and foremost. And I'm sure Mike does a little more selling than he wants to give himself credit for, that he'd publicly give himself credit for. But the relationship building that Vrabel has consistently done over the course of his career, it pays dividends. And obviously that was something that, along with the money, mattered to DeAndre Hopkins here. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the wonderful people at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. We're doing Titans Intel tonight for real estate intel. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage is where you go. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators can be found at GaryAshton.com. So with uh, with DeAndre Hopkins and, and things that we heard at the press conference, that was probably the thing that I took away the most. Uh, Corey Pro- Proel, or Prowl, forgive me, Corey, uh, hearing him say good things about Tannehill was definitely nice to hear. Uh, he said that he had zero doubts in Ryan Tannehill's ability to lead them. Um, as uh, you know, into win football games uh, as the quarterback. Uh, Rabes said he could take Dan Campbell on busting with the boys, says Mr. Jones. I mean, you know, I think it would be a good fight. I think Mike thinks he can take just about anybody. He also tried to fight Will on that podcast. So, you know, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, I don't want to get too happy, but I'm loving all of this so far, says Clayton Smith. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's tough to temper your expectations as a fan when this is the kind of excitement that you have around these things. Now, you do have recent history to, you know, maybe temper your expectations a little bit more with wide receiver acquisitions who you think are going to be game changers and who might still have game changing moments left in them in in the case of Julio, right, most recently. Because Julio did. Julio did have moments. Like, the catch, that the touchdown catch that he should have had in Seattle was batshit crazy. Uh, the one cut touchdown catch that he did have at the end of the year was also an insane catch. He made plays when he was out there. The problem was he just wasn't frequently out there enough to make a difference. Um, and at that stage, you know, you understood that you were fighting an uphill battle with Julio Jones. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, you can get excited about him. Um, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a degree of excitement about your football. I'm excited football season, right? It's just, I, I get to get back to work. I love covering the NFL. It's the whole reason that I do what I do. I love covering games. I love talking to players. I love being around coaches. I I love this thing. 
So in the same way that I know you guys love this thing, and more specifically your favorite football team, of course it's you know completely fine to get you know you can be as happy as you want to be, but also in the in that same sense you can have common sense and look around and say, all right, you know I have a reasonable expectation of what my football team might be. Is it realistic to sit here on July the twenty fifth and say I think I think the first couple of comments that I saw in the stream tonight. Or something about the Titans going to the Super Bowl, right? Damon, tighten up, says, which, you know, fine. People keep asking why, uh, people keep asking why the Titans, uh, talking about DeAndre Hopkins. It's to win a Super Bowl, and we can win. Sure, you can absolutely win a Super Bowl. You can win, you can win your division, you can make the playoffs, you can go on to win a Super Bowl. That's all within the realm of possibility. Uh, I think Mike Vrabel said it today. Uh, everybody is undefeated on July the 25th. So, yes, of course, you can have all these aspirations if you want to. Now, if uh, if you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins specifically, no, the money and then, you know, the idea of playing for a competitive football team that's also going to pay him what he's worth is the thing that matters most to him. But this player has been around plenty long enough to understand DeAndre Hopkins never played in a Super Bowl. DeAndre Hopkins has never played in a conference championship game if I remember correctly. I don't think the Texans ever made it to the AFC Championship uh, while DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson were a part of those Texan teams. Um, I, they they had succeeded in the playoffs. They won the division a bunch of times, but you know things like Mahomes in 20, uh, 2019 got in their way, right? Where he's they look like they've got promise. They look like they've got the juice to keep their foot on the Chiefs' neck, and then all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes comes rallying back, and all and uh, the uh, Arrowhead Stadium uh, operations crew runs out of fireworks because they've scored so many touchdowns in the second half. I don't think the Texans have ever made it to an AFC Championship game um, with uh, at all at this point. Um, Alex Blaine Mann says the media is about to start talking about how Hopkins is missing training camp. I mean, yeah, well, he taught he brought it up. <laughs> it's. It's not irrelevant to the conversation if he says, yeah, I'm going to miss training camp for a couple of personal days. Okay, then it's worth bringing up that he's missing training camp for a couple of personal days. If he volunteers the information and it factors into his availability, then yes, of course, the media is about to start talking about how Hopkins is missing uh, days in training camp. He literally said he was going to. Mike Vrabel gave him permission to. There, it's been discussed. You can, you know, stop being so butthurt about what you think the media is directing narratives about. Uh, if you think the media is trying to already direct narratives when literally the information is being volunteered, that the, the star player who you've been pining over is, yeah, you've got to take a couple personal days, and that's okay. Uh, I keep thinking, why, God, do I keep rooting for, for the Titans year in and year out? Because uh, that's what fandom is, man. Like, there are plenty of miserable fan bases, right? But the idea that you you can not reset or try and pull yourself out of whatever battered Titan syndrome or battered balls syndrome you've had in your life just because you didn't have success in the last couple of years, um, then I think uh, then I think that's completely then I think that's completely fine. Like you can you can experience the lows or the the roller coaster emotions that are what it is to be a football fan of 31 NFL teams that don't end up making the Super Bowl, right? Or one team is one fan base is only truly happy at the end of the year because they're the only team that won the Super Bowl. Um, I think that uh, I think that at at a certain point though you have to you have to do this you have to do this with individual games you have to do this with individual seasons. What happened to them last season 
is only slightly applicable, not nearly as applicable as people want to make it, to the coming season. What happened from one game to the next is not nearly as applicable as people will want to make it, right? These are 17 single-game sample sizes. These are single-season sample sizes. And you take each season, you take each game as they go. And I understand that I understand that uh, the idea that uh, I understand the idea that it's hard to do those things because you want to talk about well, if they did all these great things against the Packers, why can't that happen against? I can't remember who their opponent was the next week. Maybe the Bengals after they uh, after the November seventeenth Thursday night football game, and and go through all the different things. Well, the situation no situation is created equal, even in, as you think it should be in the same seasons. It's just not ever that easy, which is what makes this sport so successfully built for parity. Um, excuse me, Jeremy Cornwell says, Buck becomes one spicy chicken nugget when y'all speak negatively about the media. Uh, no, I think for the most part, I mean, there I did, you're correct, but that's because I thought that was a dumb comment. Like I, 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 uh, I will, uh, self-admit to being a spicy chicken nugget when there are dumb comments made. Now, occasionally there are dumb comments made about the media, but you could say, you know, who was the, who was the dude in here talking when I was trying to do actual DeAndre Hopkins analysis a couple of weeks ago, came in here and cited his Madden ratings as to why I should be treating him with greater disrespect. That is also a stupid comment. That also turned me into a spicy chicken nugget. So I don't think that the, uh, I don't think that the, uh, you know, I don't think the spiciness discriminates. I think that there is a common cause, common causality of the spiciness and these typically dumb comments. But that's okay. We love those too. Uh, Mr. Jones says, that's a spicy meatball. No, well, trying to be less and less of a meatball over the last couple the last couple of weeks, I've been, I feel like I feel more meatballish than I ever have, not just because I had Italian on Saturday. Anyway, camp battles that we're excited to watch with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, again, the excitement about DeAndre Hopkins, the excitement about what he's going to create. We'll have a couple of days. We'll see how many. Uh, we'll see how many days he ends up taking for himself. And you know, I'm sure Mike Rabel will be asked about kind of the timeline that things are for DeAndre Hopkins once we get through the week. I'm sure he'll tell us, you know, we we know when he's going to be back. We're in constant communication. On and on and on it goes. Uh, Michael uh, Seldom Used says, I want to see who the right tackle is, damn it. Well, I mean, you'll see right tackles playing out there yesterday. I know it is not. Uh, the, the player that I know it is not is George Fant. Um, I know that they made a, a whoopsie, shall we call it, and accidentally posted pictures of George Fant walking into the facility with the rest of their training camp uh, arrival pictures. It's uh, it's something that uh, I know people got excited about because I our, uh, one of the re- producers on the radio show, Jackson, sent it to the group, and I went and uh, verified it, and there was George Fant, a picture of George Fant walking into the facility, you know, between pictures of, I think it was, uh, Josh Thompson, the safety, and one of the other defensive linemen, I think. And there was Fant walking into the building and looked just like all the other pictures. And they don't do those pictures for uh, they don't do those pictures for Saturday workouts, right? That's not something that happens. So he was, in fact, arriving at the facility facility today. Now, uh, what I do know of the situation, and I'll uh, write an article to this effect with a little more detail. Um, probably for tomorrow morning, but he left without a contract and, uh, or excuse me, he left with a contract offer. He left, uh, because the contract offer was unsatisfactory for what he thinks he's capable of. So I will, uh, I will provide you some more context 
uh, on that here in just a little bit. Um, but certainly at this point, uh, I think I think he said it himself on Twitter. He was going through the wrong door or asking uh, for which the correct door was and the uh, the arrivals. So it's not just the arrivals. Worth noting, by the way, that they did arrivals photos on Saturday. Like a lot of those guys did arrive on Saturday. So um, it's not a workout photo. It's an arrival photo, but it's because that he arrived for his workout on the same day that rookies and uh, early arrival players arrived. So that is the discrepancy between that. Those all weren't taken today. Now, um, again, I'll be able to provide you more context. I wanted to, uh, I, also, I can hear Austin and Zach in the back of my head, put the details in an article and then talk about it, you idiot. But I had to write DeAndre Hopkins before the show today, so I didn't have a chance to get to the George Fant information. But we will do so later on. Um, let's, uh, Yahweh's Warrior says, common sense, just a bad caption on the photo. Uh, yeah, it's, it. You know, I'm sure I'm sure it was some intern's fault, right? And it's uh, I know the team, I know the team photographer, and I, uh, I I texted him today and said, "Who's the leak on your staff?" And he just sent me back a, uh, a face palm emoji, right? Somebody somebody screwed up uh, and and lumped, you know, either took a picture of him not, not knowing who he was until he was entering the building, and then you know uh, mistakenly put him as a training camp arrival when he was arriving for a workout potentially uh, discuss a deal. So uh, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about camp battles because right tackle is now officially a camp battle. We'll talk about which camp battle you're most excited to watch on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go to truemathfitness.com for your first workout free. I, uh, you know, I don't often take the group classes at TrueMav just because it works better for my schedule to do the personal training on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it'd been a while since I'd been to a group class, but I went to the 7 a.m. upper body workout at TrueMav this morning. Had a great time. Always a good uh, atmosphere in there with their great coaching staff. Workout different from the last time that I'd did, done a group upper body workout class at TrueMav. That's because they don't recycle their workouts. They come up with an organic workout plan for the classes each and every day. Whether you do the personal training, whether you like group workout classes, or if you just want to sign up to be a member and use their open gym, truemathfitness.com is where you go. Your first workout is free. Um, so position battles. Right tackle for sure position battle. Uh, I think that that is going to be a popular one. Andy Lewis says, did NPF appeal and lose? Heard he was going to appeal it. Uh, I had heard nothing to the effect of an appeal. Um, I don't think those things are appealable. I uh, I need to double check. Um, but I think the appeals process for those things is a hell of a lot more stringent than, for example, appealing like a PED suspension. But I, I, can, uh, I can tell you for certain that I have heard nothing to the effect of NPF appealing that situation. The only thing that he was not appealing but protesting was the idea that he might have initially been lumped in with guys who bet on NFL games. His suspension was different um, because he was not betting on NFL games. He was simply betting on uh, the uh, – the uh, he was betting in a team facility, not on NFL games. Um, Michael uh, says, I don't want one leg Lawan back, but Ben Jones would be a welcomed face. 
yeah, Ben's not going to be available to start the season. And I, I mean, for those of you who listen to the radio show, Ben did damn near three hours with me at SEC Media Days because he uh, he had texted me the night before and said, hey, if you want to talk about the best college football team in the country and a little D-hop, uh, I'd be happy to do it. And so we uh, we took uh, a uh, we took a credential from one of the promo people at the zone. We uh, ran it down to Ben and we snuck him up into SEC Media Days with us because, of course, Ben played for the Georgia Bulldogs and played with DeAndre Hopkins in Houston, so had some particularly good insight. But um, – yeah, Ben is Ben. If he were to sign with a team, would be on PUP right now. He he said that uh, on the radio show. He said he's just had a bunch a bunch more surgeries and that he would not be available physically for a team in training camp right now. So he was taking advantage of a little more downtime at this stage of his career. So Ben Jones, if you were to sign him, would not be immediately available, and you would have to work for at center anyway. Um, so as you, uh, as you look through the different position battles, I think offensive line is going to be one that comes back to over and over and over again. Corey says, what do I think of the kicking situation? Are we in for a shit show this year? I mean, you know, they're just both young, right? Neither of them have like real NFL experience. Um, so once you get them into preseason, I guess you'll start to see how they handle, you know, live game atmosphere. And stuff like that, that'll be the best sample size. I mean, obviously, they both kick, kicked in college, so it's not like they haven't kicked in front of crowds before. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing in it, There's nothing right now that, like, actively discourages me from – or that would, that would make me feel bad about the kicking situation other than the fact that these are two, you know, very inexperienced kickers. They don't – either of them have any NFL experience between them other than the uh, – Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Not the uh, not the Texas A&M undrafted rookie free agent from this year, uh, but the dude who was on the roster last year that they had uh, they had stashed on injured reserve. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I want to say that he kicked at Missouri, but I don't think that's right. Um, either way, uh, the uh, kicking situation is something that is going to be obviously closely monitored because they have Caleb Shudak. Thank you. Was was Shudak a Missouri kicker? Um, I don't, don't think that's right. Um, but, uh, Wolf is the one from Texas A&M. Anyway, uh, Jaden Peavy probably says Brandon Connor. No, Jaden Peavy is a, uh, big old defensive tackle. That is definitely not Jaden Peavy. Uh, but he is, um, he is somebody who, uh, is also going to factor it. Wait, didn't, no, Jaden Peavy is, Peavy's still there. One of the, uh, other dudes who was in the rotation for them last year got a deal elsewhere oh uh it was the dude that had the the awful jump that said uh that ended up causing them to lose a game at the end i want to say oh man i'm blanking on i can picture his face i can picture the grills that he used to wear his i know his instagram account young grinder 54 i can't oh damn this is gonna drive me crazy anyway uh we will uh we will keep it moving secondary battle says jaron david on youtube um, so I think we know who the corners are going to be. I think we know who the safeties are going to be. It's just a question of, all right, is Sean Murphy bunting starting on the outside or is he starting on the inside? I think he's going to be a starting outside corner. Uh, I think it's going to be Fulton Murphy bunting. By the way, Sean Murphy bunting is on the radio show tomorrow. And, uh, so Murphy bunting for sure on the radio show tomorrow. And a text that I got from the Titans PR staff, uh, said that Rand Carthon may make an appearance, uh, may make an appearance on the radio show as well. That was, uh, yeah, circling back on Rand Carthon. 
Um, we are for sure getting Murphy Bunting. Going to try Carthon as well if the timing works out. So, potentially, uh, Rand Carthon will be on the radio show at some point. It's just a matter of can we work it into the schedule for both he and I. And uh, Sean Murphy Bunting will for sure be on the radio show tomorrow. So, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, safety depth is a concern. Now, how, you know, we don't know anything about these dudes. They got a couple of undrafted dudes. They got Josh Thompson, who's a career special teamer, and that's basically all that's behind Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker right now. Now you have uh you have Elijah Moore, who was getting some reps at safety this offseason, but and his who's played that position in college. He's somebody who can uh who, you know, can be a versatile player. And certainly with a crowded room at corner now, it's kind of unclear as to what Elijah Molden's role will be on this roster. But I do think that, uh, I think that, uh, did, uh, did I say something different than Molden initially? I, uh, I meant to say, Eli- I think I said Elijah Molden the second time. I might have said the, the last time, my bad. Elijah Molden um, is trying to find basically a role anywhere on the, uh, anywhere on the Titans uh, defensive back depth chart. So if he can get some reps at safety, if he can get some reps at nickel, if he can potentially, oh, I said Elijah Moore. Thank you. Not the uh, current Browns wide receiver. The former third round pick Elijah Molden out of Washington for the Titans. So um, yes, Elijah Molden trying to find his way out on the field. A third safety in the rotation is a possibility. Again, that's what training camp is for, right? That's a good position battle to see how things can meter out. Uh, the offensive line is for sure, uh, the offensive line situation, the right tackle situation is for sure where things are at. Ricky W. says uh, Titans should bring in a Jim Schwartz consultant type for the offensive line. Brable needs help there bad. I mean, yeah, I don't know what the solution. Uh, I don't know what the solution is um, for the Titans offensive line. They've been chasing that right tackle spot for so long. And like NPF. You know, I think NPF didn't get near as much heat as he probably deserved just by nature of Dennis Daly being out there. So I don't disagree, Ricky. They've had a devil of a time trying to figure out the offensive line basically since 2020. Um, And even then, you know, I mean, they managed the offensive line situation well enough in 2020 when Lawan went down. But yeah, really since really since the Isaiah Wilson miss, have they just had all kinds of misses across the offensive line situation and they they haven't been able to rectify it brandon connor says go get george fant well again i'll uh, i'll give you some details as to why he didn't sign with them after his workout yesterday later on but in the meantime uh the position battle that i'm most excited to see is in fact the uh it's not in fact the right tackle situation but it's the backup quarterback situation and mike vrabel today was very complimentary about the backup the current backup quarterback who is occupying the role behind Ryan Tannehill heading into training camp. Joint practice. Yeah, I think that we're conscious of that. Again, I thought uh, Malik came out of the spring with, with clearing improvement. You know, Will's learning you know, what, what it goes into being an NFL quarterback. Uh, and then certainly the consistency that, that Ryan showed uh, in the offseason and his uh, willingness to, to pick up new terminology with the offense and some of the stuff that we were doing. So, again, feel good about where we're at. Uh, can't have too many quarterbacks. Hopefully they're, they're all good ones and that we have tough decisions. But uh, it was fun just seeing the guys improve and then seeing where we go now starting tomorrow. 
So uh, Mike Vrabel saying that Malik Willis made glaring improvement um, this year in the spring. And so I think the quarterback positional battle is by far and away the most interesting on this roster. And I think, you know, honestly, I would say the quarterback, the backup quarterback positional battle in Tennessee is the most interesting quarterback battle that's out there. Uh, I, I look around the league right now and I don't see a ton of obvious a ton of obvious um, quarterback battles that are present there. As I look through the divisions, right, there's nothing really in the AFC even that would constitute a quarterback battle. Um, In the NFC, I guess maybe the Washington Commanders, but it sounds like Sam Howell, even with Jacoby Brissett on the roster, it sounds like Sam Howell is going to be the guy. Jordan Love in Green Bay is a question mark, but that's his job to lose at this stage. Maybe Atlanta. I haven't heard much about the Atlanta uh, Falcons quarterback situation and who's going to start the year for Arizona, who's basically going to play the season for Arizona, given that Kyler Murray tore his ACL very, very late in the game or late uh, in the late stages of the uh, regular season. So, you know, I know Tampa um, we talked about, but Beyond those three, I don't really think there's a quarterback battle anywhere in the league that's as interesting as Malik Willis versus Will Levis right now. Um, Mr. Jones says Malik is better than Will Levis. I mean, uh, yeah, he should be. Yeah, probably. Malik Willis has been in the NFL for a year. If Malik wasn't better than Will Levis after spending a year in the NFL, then there would be a much greater issue. But those glaring improvements are a product of Malik Willis having been in the NFL for a year. So it should come as a surprise to no one that in the spring Malik Willis was better than Will Levis and that Will Levis will have training camp to make up the ground um, and to try and fortify his position on the roster. And and as Mike Vrabel said, make them make tough decisions, make them have to consider keeping three quarterbacks on the roster. Um, you know, it's, it's really not a, it's not a, a big or a strong opinion at all to say that Malik Willis at this stage of their career is better than Will Levis. That's obvious to anybody at this point. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get to gone viral and let's wrap things up here on the prime uh, on the primetime show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, the question that we are going to ask you tonight, actually, I'm not sure what question we're going to ask you tonight because I haven't looked at Robert's email yet, and I left this up to Robert, but it's gone viral, so that means the best thing that I saw on the internet this week is for sure going to be a part of the conversation on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. What's the craziest news story of the day? Because there was NFL news flying fast and furiously. Uh, There was, uh, as we mentioned, uh, the the transaction with Saquon Barkley. That was very, very early this morning. There was the DeAndre Hopkins introductory press conference today. There was a couple of different roster transactions. Justin Herbert got a new deal. What was the craziest news story of the NFL uh, news cycle now that things are back up and rolling? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they will match your first bet up to $250. Superbook.com is where you go for those great terms and conditions and for all the best odds, boost, and promo bets. Superbook.com is where you go. As I mentioned, promo code ATOZ is what unlocks all of those great options for you to start winning money today. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Uh, Eric Alonzo, before we move on to the uh, to the news story, says, 
Uh, Buck shits on Malik all Malik Willis all the time. Well, um, you know, that's not how I would put it. I would put it as constructive criticism or analysis. <laughs> if that's how you prefer to phrase it, then you are entitled to do so. Um, yeah, I'm super critical of Malik Willis because Malik Willis was a starting NFL quarterback last year. and Malik Willis wasn't a good starting NFL quarterback last year. And Malik Willis is in a situation where he has to now battle for his roster spot, uh, only going into year two in the league. So if you want to call it that, I'm going to call it analysis, but you're entitled to uh, think of it whatever you want to. It just you know, it seems a bit strident from what it is that I'm doing on a regular basis when, you know, I talk about all these dudes and their performance. It's no different than Will Levis. It's no different than Ryan Tannehill. It's no different than Derrick Henry. Why should we not have the same energy for uh, any player on the roster? Uh, so what was the craziest news story of the day? Karen O'Keefe says Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> Isaiah Wilson was yesterday, but yes, Isaiah Wilson getting suspended from the NFL for three games at minimum whilst not having been on an NFL roster since 2021 uh, is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's just a pretty, uh, I mean, it's the most Isaiah Wilson story ever. It's wild that that man is still finding ways to screw things up while not being any part of the NFL for the better part of a year and a half. At this stage, uh, I think that uh, I think that, you know, Isaiah Wilson is a good nominee at this point. Who's even going to sign Isaiah Wilson? Well, nobody has since 2021. He was on the Giants practice squad. And he got cut very immediately after that season had concluded for them. Um, but I would say that that is a it is a pretty wild story. Michael says uh, Justin Herbert getting a new contract, him getting ahead of the Joe Burrow deal. That's uh, the money. Um, just to give you the uh, reported details, courtesy of, I believe, Ian Rappaport was first up on the news. Um, let me give you the exact details, courtesy of Rap Sheet. So, Herbert's deal uh, includes 133.7 fully guaranteed, potential of 218.7 million guaranteed, and a no trade clause. Uh, those details provided, <clears throat> excuse me, by Adam Schefter. So um, I think that uh, that is that is good. That's a good news story for Chargers fans who are probably going to have to go through the season panicked a little bit about how much more Justin Herbert was going to cost them and would Joe Burrow beat them to market first. Chargers have successfully gotten their franchise quarterback locked up for the foreseeable future. But the craziest story that I saw, that I saw today was a story that I was that I didn't see today. One that uh, one that Robert brought to my attention and one that I thought was I thought he got got by a fake Adam Schefter or something like that. When he told me that 36 year old Jimmy Graham had just signed a deal to go back to the New Orleans Saints. Look, we talked about Jimmy last year um, a couple of times and and. uh, You know, we've had some conversations about about him in the past. We've actually, you know, there's been a couple of times in the past uh, uh, four or five years where when he became a free agent that we discussed uh, uh, bringing him back and had conversations with his agent, Jimmy Sexton. So um, it just, you know, it came down to a need and a, uh, on our part and a desire on his part to play this year. And, and uh, we got, a, 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 I think, a role that fits him and fits us and came together. So I'm excited about it. I, I am. Um, I think he brings a lot to the team, not just in terms of his play, although that's the number one reason he's here, is, is that, man, he can still play. 
and brings something to our team. But uh, he also brings a presence and, and uh, a resume and a, um, um, I guess, a, a, an attitude. That's probably the best way to describe it, that, that uh, I like having on our team. <laughs> Lewis says Reggie Bush is coming too. It's it's crazy. Uh, he was out of football last year. The la- I mean, he was not an unproductive football player when last we saw him with the Bears. But thirty six year old Jimmy Graham going back to the Saints is is a pretty wild story. Bill Truesdale says the craziest story of the news day was D Hop complimenting Ryan Tannehill. You guys are uh, you guys are a trip. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Been a fun show. Been a good show. Radio show will be a lot of fun as well. Sean Murphy bunting and potentially Titans general manager, Rand Carthon. Once uh, we have confirmation of Rand one way or the other, we'll let you know, but we do have confirmation that uh, Murphy bunting will be on live with us when we do the show tomorrow, live from Titans training camp. We'll be out there every day, uh, every day that there is media availability, basically from tomorrow until September, I'm going to be out there doing the show from Titans training camp. So, um, if you're one of the fans who uh, won the lottery and, and gets to come out to Titans training camp, we'll look forward to seeing you there. If you're not, um, uh, Yusuf, I think that, yeah, Yusuf asks, will there be tape or training camp tomorrow? Um, tape of uh, tape of training camp tomorrow. Um, I mean, I'm sure they'll put out like highlights and shit like that. And, you know, we'll take videos when we're allowed to shoot videos uh, for social media. But like, will there be... I don't know that they're going to like do tape breakdowns of their training camp practices at this point, but yeah, there will be social media stuff for sure. All right. It's going to do it for us this evening. Like I said, have a great rest of your night and I'll talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Live from the Titans practice facility. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.